0: Have you had this experience? You're talking to a friend, a relative, a co-worker, and make a simple observation. The weather's getting so warm.
1: Taxes
2: are
0: so My outrageous. My medical
1: insurance gets crazier These every year. These viruses spread
0: so How quickly. How are people paying bills without work? Suddenly, the temperature rises. Your friend lumps your observation with a whole set of positions you don't share. You try to explain, but the spark is lit. The emotional fire spreads, and you argue past each other. What do you mean by taxes are
1: even higher We don't have, in to, have to wait. We for have to catch things earlier to react to every problem. You have to take risks.
0: Like so many others in the U.S. today, you've been polarized. This is Robert Pease, creator of the Purple Principle, and lifelong political independent. We're concerned about growing partisanship affecting American politics, society, and daily life, and wondering if our red and blue factions can blend into a healthier shade of purple. A short time ago, Americans could discuss important topics in civil and rational ways, but today, any issue is immediately polarized. We've politicized religion, weather, and now viruses. Apple pie might be next. Who picked these apples? How much were they paid? And this Granny Smith character, Is she a Democrat or Republican? Yet only a few decades ago, our elected representatives could have disagreements, but still reach compromise.
2: It's an excellent example of a truly successful bipartisan effort. The administration and the allies of immigration reform on both sides of the Capitol and both sides of the aisle. So now, I'll get on with the signing and make this into law hope nothing happens to me between here and the day. <laughs> That
0: was Republican President Ronald Reagan thanking Democratic leaders of the Congress for their role in passing the Immigration Reform and Control Act of 1986. This bill increased border security and widened the path to citizenship. The Senate vote on that bill, which had a number of abstentions, was remarkably bipartisan. 33 Republicans and 36 Democrats voted in favor. Eight years later, Democratic President Bill Clinton thanked Republican House and Senate leadership for their role in passing a major crime bill, which included a 10-year ban on the sale of assault weapons.
2: Even though many of them have been introduced, I would like to ask the people without whom we would not be here today, all the members of the Congress who are here, Republicans and Democrats, to please stand and be acknowledged, every one of them. I'd like for them to stand up.
0: Neither were perfect pieces of legislation, and time has exposed their weaknesses, but they were attempts to address chronic problems that Congress has been unable to legislate on since those bills passed 26 and 34 years ago, which, as we will see in future episodes, is a huge problem for democracy. On this nonpartisan exploration, you'll meet voices of experience like Jason Altmeyer, one of the most centrist members of the U.S. House during his three terms. One of the questions I get asked most often when I speak around the country about these issues is, why is there so much partisanship in Washington? What, you know, We don't see that in our neighborhood. Well the answer is because we're electing partisans. We have a system that is designed to elect and protect people on the political extreme. And that is because primarily of what happens in our primary process. You have, in a lot of states, closed primaries where the independent voters that you're talking about are restricted from voting in primaries. The U.S. Congress today is at its most partisan point in 100 years and possibly since the Civil War. But don't take our word for it. Take it from the Dean of Partisanship, Dr. Keith Poole, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at the University of Georgia. He began analyzing congressional floor votes way back in the 1970s. Now, anyone can analyze his work on the uclavotefew.com database.
2: And we did that from 1789 all the way to the present day. But um, beginning roughly around uh, the late 1990s and into the 2000s, the parties started separating to the point now where it's not really liberal conservatives, just just... Um, it's, it's devolved into pure hatred of the other party and I worry about the stability of our institutions because of that.
0: On this investigation, we'll need a basic understanding of human tribalism. We discussed this with Dr. Abigail Marsh, author of The Fear Factor and professor of psychology and neuroscience at Georgetown University.
2: Uh, you know, you
0: think like a herd of musk ox, when they believe they're being threatened by wolves, they cluster themselves together in a very tight way. And, you know, threat does that to really any social species. And so when communities believe they're being threatened by others who are, um, they perceive um, a threat to their values or to their livelihood or to their welfare, you tend to get more sort of black and white thinking, which is another strong promoter of ideology. A lack of trust, you know, a tendency to be mistrustful and hostile and um, prone to conspiratorial thinking, which are all sort of bound up together. Fear, then, is a major catalyst for polarization. But what about the role media plays in stoking our emotions? Robert Elliott Smith, author of Rage Inside the Machine, analyzes the influence of polarizing algorithms. The
1: reality is that people aren't as simple as Democrats and Republicans. But, you know, what we're in, the situation we're in now is we have this algorithmically mediated media that's trying to place us into categories largely for purposes of uh, advertising. That, of course feeds us our news, that aggravates our emotions. So effectively, it's the worst kind of narrow casting. It's, uh, you know, the internet isn't broadcasting, it's narrow casting. And then people can come along and exploit those effects, as we saw in the Cambridge Analytica scandal.
0: The Purple Principle also profiles individuals and groups working on the front lines of partisanship. John Updike, president of open primaries, argues better government will result from enfranchising the large number of American independent voters in primary elections.
1: Politicians who get elected in open public primary systems are much better elected officials. They actually are incentivized to work with members of the other party to reach across the aisle, to build coalitions with people they disagree with,
0: to focus on governing and passing, you know, good policy. Which leads to an interesting paradox. Partisanship has increased over the past 20 years between the two major parties and their partisans, yet the number of independent voters has grown at the same time. You'll meet four notable American independents on our upcoming episode, The 40 Million Missing, including Laura Sibelia, a three-term independent representative in the Vermont Assembly. So I had
1: these three moderate Republicans approach me and say, you should run. You should run for office. And I remember very distinctly saying to them, well, I'm not a Republican. And they, you know, like, I believe in, you know, gay marriage and, you know, a whole host of civil rights and, and you know, a woman's right to choose. And I said, well, we believe in those things, too. <laughs> okay. And I'm not running as a Democrat because I feel like the party just takes it too far.
0: You will encounter what may seem like pessimism on the Purple Principle such as from Charles Whelan, founder of Unite America and former congressional candidate. One of the scary things going on here is you've
1: got a lot of different forces at work. Anyone who's been watching TV more than 15 years knows that's
0: new. The rise of television news where you pick your ideology, the rise of social media where not only are you hearing the echo chamber,
1: but think about something like gerrymandering. Now big data allows us to gerrymander better than we used to, which means more safe seats, which means the primaries matter more. They're more expensive races who do you get the money from
0: the people who are the most extreme every single force that is going on is pushing us apart but you'll also encounter something like optimism from stand-up comedians like mike kaplan who's been touring the u.s for nearly 20 years we'll present mike with our carefully researched hypothesis that partisanship is numbing the american sense of humor uh, i would
1: say I wish I knew whose, whose joke this is, because it's a joke that I, I quote so often in these situations. The short answer is no, and the long answer is no. Mike then presents a more nuanced state of the nation let's say it used to be if you're gonna oversimplify like conservatives were like you know you should shouldn't say certain things like you know you got to be like prim and proper and family values and so you wouldn't want to you know use let's say swear words and then and liberals you know like Lenny Bruce George Carlin would be like no you got to be able to say you know it's important to be able to say whatever you want that is freedom of speech and now you might you know caricature it in the other direction left being like uh, not that you shouldn't say anything but be like hey like the things that I'm like hey maybe Like think about what you are saying and then there's some people like on the right perhaps you know more libertarian uh, than conservative that are like no you you know we have the the right to say whatever we want it's like weren't you just the the ones earlier saying the other thing and then people so I guess it's hard to say definitely if it is more polarized perhaps part of it is that we have more data we have more
0: more people are talking what you will not hear on the purple principle is the usual major party spin What you will hear are important insights, such as Dr. Keith Poole, on voting strategically in a partisan age.
2: Yeah, vote for the moderates, Um, but time's getting short.
0: And former Congressman Altmaier on the media bias within us all. It's difficult to give the right answer to people who are looking for unbiased, neutral news sources because they will look at those sources and and as soon as they see uh, a story or a writer or a commentary piece talk about something with which they disagree they're gonna say oh well they're biased you know because they don't agree with it. Along the way we'll gather stories through social media and our website from you our independent minded listeners who experience partisanship at work at home and seemingly everywhere in between. Are you the purple mediator in a red and blue family? Do you have stories about innocent conversations that went up in partisan flames? If so we'd love to make you part of the Purple Principle as we explore these basic questions. How did we get so partisan? How do we get less partisan? And can independent-minded Americans create common purple ground in American politics, society, and daily life? This has been Robert Pease for the Purple Principle Team. Sarah Holtz, Associate Producer. Janice Murphy, Senior Editor. Emily Corsetti, Staff Reporter. Kevin A. Klein, Audio Engineer. Emily Holloway, Research and Fact Checking. Original theme and background music is created by Ryan Adair Rooney. Please keep an ear or two out for upcoming episodes on your favorite podcast provider.